Hey, everybody. It's your friend. I mean, hey, mom. Hey, Mark. It's your friend, Stefan. Uh, today's episode, if that's what we're going to call these mail casts, uh, is about anxiety. So I guess we're still in the A's, A's for anxiety. And I think when it comes to sales, there is anxiety for everybody, whether you struggle with anxiety on a daily basis, whether you have a diagnosed anxiety disorder, or whether or not you are just a regular old person struggling with sales and the anxiety around selling. Um, so let's talk about that for a second, right? Why is there anxiety around selling? There's the obvious. Many salespeople have quotas, whether they work for themselves and they have established, as I think they should, uh, quotas for the quarter and for the year and for growth, et cetera, and then figure out plans to, to justify those quotas and then execute on those plans. And there's anxiety when we are not making plan, when the things that we thought were coming together, when the deals that we thought we could count on uh, are not coming together the way we thought they would, that begins to create anxiety. But there's also the anxiety that exists inherent in, for many of us, not for all of us, in reaching out to people, what I like to call chasing strangers, reaching out to people who do not know that you, that, that they were expecting your call or your outreach in, in any way. Uh, and, and that uncomfortable period of time where basically, you know, it's not spoken, but you have this agenda of, look, I've got this thing I want to sell you. And I know that, you know, you may or may not be interested in being sold, but darn it, I, I got to do it. Um, and, and that just creates anxiety for people. I know it did for me and I did sales for most of my professional career. So I know the desire to help, to service, to serve, to deliver products and services that help businesses grow or cut costs or whatever it is this product or service may do, uh, but to fulfill it more than to sell it. Now, in corporate sales, we we would say that we have the hunters you know, versus the farmers, and the hunters were the higher paid uh, hunters who would go out and close new business. And the farmers were the people who didn't quite have the same cut of that jib. They didn't have that same personality for whatever reasons or drive or whatever the, the justifications were. And these people were the farmers, the people that would grow an account and look for opportunities. And they were still selling, but they were doing it in a different way or a way in which they were comfortable or that in a way in which they were just more skilled at. Um, but typically in the organizations that I've seen or worked for, the hunter killers made more money uh, and the farmers, uh, you know, they, they certainly made more if they grew more. Um, but I, I still think there is that for uh, the solopreneur, for the real estate professional, the consultant, the coach, the entrepreneur of the young SaaS company, sales can be uncomfortable. This was not a role that they wanted earlier in life or took. They are experts in their field. They are experts in delivering their service uh, or their product to their client. Uh, these people struggle, I feel, the most uh, with sales. Larger organizations, of course, have the, the ability to recruit people who enjoy the work uh, and don't feel anxiety around sales. So getting back to anxiety, um, take it from a pro that there are things that you can do uh, both uh, kind of long-term or or that have long-term effects. And there are things that you can do situationally. And I just want to drop a little of that knowledge right here for any of you that are dealing with anxiety, whether it comes from sales or whether it comes from any aspect of your business that is impeding 
your progress and productivity. I know for me that procrastination goes through the roof if anxiety is high, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one. So with that, here are some things, as corny as they may sound, take it from somebody who has tried and and failed, I should say, tried and failed. That is to say, you know, even when I find something that works, like most people, I don't seem to follow the advice of do it all the time or do it every day. You know, we should all be exercising every day. We should all be getting our 10,000, 20,000 steps and we should all be eating right, blah, 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 blah. And we just don't. So human condition. So that said, what are some of the things uh, that work? Hands down exercise absolutely does. If you can stop what you're doing when you are feeling anxious, whether that is situationally because something that has arisen or whether that is just accumulatively because you're just growing anxious with your situation, whatever that may be. Maybe sales aren't coming along the way you had hoped and costs are the same or costs are going up and you're starting to stress out. You're starting to get anxious about what does the future hold? Okay, so exercise absolutely works. That corny cliche, just breathe. Breathing absolutely works. Deep breathing. Yoga, if you want to mix the two, you're you're off into nirvana. Um, I do try to practice a little teeny bit of beginner yoga in the mornings watching a YouTube video um, for 15 minutes. It's not, it's not that long. My, my mother has discovered it and she is committed and she is what we should all strive to be, but she's a superhero. She's doing it every day. She's unbelievable, but I, I, I am not her. So that said, um, deep breathing and yoga, literally just deep breathing through your anxiety will lower the anxiety. Um, here's another corny one for you. Affirmations. They work. I don't know why. I don't know the magic. Write it for yourself. Don't share it with anybody. You can make it as corny or not corny is, but sometimes we need to remind ourselves of either how silly we are being or remind ourselves of our strengths or both. Remind ourselves who we are, remind ourselves what we're really good at, remind ourselves what mission we're on and why it's okay to feel we've, we feel the way we feel. Now, finally, I want to give you another mechanism that I don't see talked about a lot, but writing it down to release it, literally exercising it from you from your mind by writing it down in a secret journal. Nobody has to see this, but writing it down, pen and paper, whatever that anxiety is, write it out. Somehow it exercises it and minimizes it. I don't know the magic behind it. I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you experientially through years and years of trying different shit, uh, what ultimately does work, despite whether or not I can deploy it consistently enough. Uh, do as I say, not as I do, I would recommend. Um, and then the the so that, that last thing, writing it down and exercising it. And there's a way that you can do it is not just writing out what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, why you think you're feeling this way, why you feel the anxiety right now, why it's creating this procrastination. That for me is the real relationship. The higher the anxiety, the more the procrastination. Um, but writing the solution to it or the answer as if you're having a conversation with yourself, as if you are you are your own therapist. You write out the anxiety and then you talk right back to that anxiety and say, all right, well, let's be realistic. We know blah, 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 and this and that. Plus I know this and I'm really great at that. And this is, you know, whatever it is. And, and that will have amazing reduction. Um, and then uh, the, the last one I will share with you is more of a Buddhist philosophy. I am Buddhist curious. I wish I had the discipline to be a good Buddhist. I wish I had the discipline to be a good anything. Um, but that is this too shall pass. And it is the truth. Whatever that may be, this too shall pass. Um, so, and I'm not saying it just means blue skies and green pastures ahead, but whatever this situational anxiety is, this too shall pass. So 
uh, breathe, guys, and exercise uh, more than I am. Breathe more than I am. Do everything more than I am doing. Please do better than I am doing. But these things work. Sales is going to create anxiety, and that's why we should stop selling and instead help more people buy. How do we do that? We become more credible and visible in our markets. How do we do that? We've got to create thought leadership content. Whether we're doing that on our own, whether we are doing that with partners, whether we're doing that by interviewing people, we have got to be seen as the thought leaders in our space. In order to be seen or in order to be seen in the right light, we have to be credible. And that's why it's got to be thought leadership content that adds value to the audience that we are building because that is what it is all about. We should all be building audiences of people who get to know us, they get to like us, they get to trust us, and then they buy from us. And that is what it's all about. And, and we should feel proud that, uh, about that relationship, right? And the more people we grow into that audience, the less we have to sell and the more they will buy. So let's be in the business of helping more people buy and selling less. I think that will lower anxiety for an awful lot of people. As you can see, longest mail cast yet. I'm going to keep these under 10 minutes. We're just over nine. Thank you so much for your attention. If you think this is helpful for other people, I would love it if you would forward the link to the Substack, stopselling.substack.com. Thank you so much. See you next time. This is Stephanie.